from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Latow from BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast. Why don't I tell you those pretty lies? I tell you the ugly truth about what's going on in the world of sports, entertainment, and viral news. It's late night. I had no plans of doing a podcast. It's about midnight here on the West Coast. So early morning, early, early morning on the East Coast. But sometimes things happen, and you got to talk about it immediately. Now, if I yawn a couple of times, don't hold it against me. But there's three main things that we got to talk about. First off, Russell Westbrook and the Utah Jazz fan. Before I get to the fan, let me get to Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, at times, let's just be frank, can be an asshole. He can be short with the media. He can maybe overreact to some things. But the one thing about Russell Westbrook, which I can respect, is that you never get the feeling that he's not being true to himself. And when I say that is, I'd rather you just be who you are than try to fake it to make everybody like you or to feel accepted. You know, Russell Westbrook is comfortable with who he is. He's comfortable the way he is. And doesn't seem to really care what anybody else thinks about him. That's respectable. There have been times when I disagree with some of the things that Russell Westbrook has said done. There are times where I've disagreed or criticized things that he's done on the court. On the flip side, there are some things that I think he's done that's incredible. I think averaging a triple-double multiple seasons, that's incredible. Didn't think that was something that could be done in the NBA. Staying in Oklahoma City, trying to win that championship, him and Paul George, all that's respectable. From all accounts, great family man, great father, great friend, all great. So when I say this, don't, don't, somebody's like, oh, I see you caping for Russell Westbrook. has nothing to do with that. Sometimes I agree with things Russell Westbrook do. Sometimes I don't. But there's, if there's one thing that me and Russell Westbrook have in common is we're black. And when you're black, sometimes people feel, especially behind their computer or up in the stands, that they can talk to you any way that they want to because they're protected. Westbrook has had his issues with jazz fans before. He's had his issues with a lot of fans. 
And I tell you this as someone that goes to sporting events all over the country and has done so for over a decade now. Mostly it's media, sometimes it's fans. Every type of sport that you can ever think of, I've been there. So when I tell you this, I want you to know that I'm telling you this from experience. In the last couple of years, fans have gotten really bold. More bold than I've ever seen them be. Now, I don't know if this is a product of social media, a product of Trump's America, but fans have been really out of pocket for these last few years. Truly out of pocket. And I think social media at times gives people an inflated self of work, self-worth. So they, they talk themselves up so much on social media and nobody really checks them because a lot of times they're low follower accounts so nobody's really paying attention. Say so they get themselves in a frenzy, then they go to the game and think that they can talk to players like, like, like you know, just out of their mind. Now, the guy told Russell Westbrook, and I believe Russ, and I believe the rest of the Thunder, that he needed to get down on his knees, as he's used to, and said it repeatedly. Now, just the, the, the general connotation of that is negative. It's emasculating. Okay? That's just, just the general connotation of that statement. The secondary part of that is a white man telling that to a black man is definitely racial connotation to that. A, a white man telling a black man to get on his knees like he used to is a throwback to slavery and the civil rights movement. That's an, you know, that's a, I have power over you. And if there's one thing that I, I definitely know exists in our society is that average White men like to feel, or white people like to feel they have power over rich black people or black people in power in general. They want you to know that you're still black and they're white. And a good way of doing that, because they, 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 can't, they won't do it in person, you're not going to go up to a 6'6 Russell Westbrook and say that to his face. So you say it behind your computer, you say it in Instagram comments, say it on Facebook, or you say it 13, 14 rows up where he can't get you. Now, Russell Westbrook said he's going to beat his ass. He's going to fuck him up. He said he's going to beat his wife up too. That part I don't agree with, even though it, it appears that it was him and his wife making the comments, but you, you don't want to say that you're going to beat up a woman for talking trash, even if it's racist trash. I don't agree with that part, so don't, don't, don't think that I agree with that. I don't. But when someone is talking to you like that, your emotions sometimes get the best of you. You know why? Because they're human and they're black. So while some people say, ah, they just let it go, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't get into it with the fans. Just ignore it. 
Like, that's fine up to a point. But there are times as just a man that you just have to let people know you just can't talk to people anyway that you want. And if I was going to give this Shane guy, Shane Kelsey, or whatever it is, Kelso or something, any benefit of the doubt, because he said, oh, all I told him to do was ice up his knees. Nobody gets that mad if you tell him to ice up. Nobody does. Nobody gets that mad. Russell Westbrook is a professional who's been in the league over a decade. I'm sure he's heard much worse stuff than that and ignored it. But if I'd have gave the guy the benefit of the doubt, I didn't. Once I read his Twitter page, I knew that wasn't the case. You know, he'd already called Westbrook a piece of shit. Uh, He loves Donald Trump. He's definitely MAGA. He's all on that, you know, liberals are destroying the world. He was mocking uh, survivors of school shootings. He was mocking the countries that Trump called shitholes. Mocking and making fun of Colin Kaepernick, President Obama, Michelle Obama. So yeah, so this is a racist guy to his core, who is okay with black people entertaining him because he loves Donovan Mitchell. Loves Donovan Mitchell, but really doesn't respect black people and doesn't respect Russell Westbrook. Now, Russell Westbrook's going to get fined, might even get suspended. He shouldn't, but that's just the way it goes. And for the people that say, well, they make millions of dollars, the fans should be able to say what they want when they bought tickets. No, that's not how it works. And here's the funny thing about that. I guarantee you, if the roles were reversed, And the NBA was full of white players. And the fans were were, were black, the majority black people. And the black fans was calling the players crackers and all this type of stuff. I'm sure nobody white would say that. They would call the black fans thugs and criminals like they always do. Because, see, it's only... White people love to tell black people what not what, what they shouldn't be offended by. Oh, you make millions of dollars, so you shouldn't be offended by that. Oh, that's not racism. Oh, it's just a political tweet. Oh, just because he, he, he loves Trump, you should be offended by that. White people love to do that. But do this tomorrow if you're black and you, you work with a bunch of white people. Wait till they say something that they're offended by. You know, like the toast is burnt or something. You know what I'm saying? It could be anything. And look at them straight in the eye and say, you know, so you need to get over that. You shouldn't be offended by that. I don't I don't think you should find that offensive. And just look at their face before they even start speaking. They will look at you incredulously. Like they can't believe that you said that. And and then they were probably going to 10 minute rant. About how it's not your place to tell tell them they can't be offended by the toast. They can't be offended because somebody left the microwave door open in the break room. They can't be offended that, you know, someone parked a little bit on the lines. They'll argue to death about that. But if you say, you know something, 
I saw a cop shoot black guy 15 times through a window. And that's really offensive. And I can understand, you know, why Colin Kaepernick kneeled for the anthem. 30 white people would be like the flag, military. You shouldn't be offended. Slavery's over. Racism's dead. So that's what we're dealing with here. I can even see it in my tweets when I exposed this gentleman for what he was. Oh, just because this is not racist. No, it's a pretty good idea if you're following Trump's mandate. There is some racism in you. If you're, if you're following and retweeting him talking about, you know, the caravan and the, 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 the shithole countries and the illegal immigrants. and I, Yeah, you don't like Kaepernick. Yeah, you got a big problem with President Obama. Yeah, you're probably racist. You might not show it. You might not just be calling people niggas, you know, on your timeline. You're not that stupid. But yeah, you're racist. And let's be honest, a lot of fans are MAGA and they're racist. It's the reason that the NFL was so scared of, of Donald, you know, of Donald Trump with Colin Kaepernick because they know the majority of their fans in their 70,000 seat stadium, a lot of them are MAGA. And a lot of them are racist, so they're trying to appease them. They like their football players, but this is not a dog and pony show. This is not, you know, you, you, this is not uh, a minstrel show. Just because they're out there entertaining you, that doesn't give you carte blanche to throw bananas and popcorn at them and tell them to dance when you want them to dance. It's not, that's not, that's not, that ain't it, Chief. It's 2019. We're not playing that no more. So I respect Russell Westbrook for sticking up for himself. Like I said, could have left the, you know, beating up the wife out of it. I, you know, I get people that say that. But let's not, like, let that distract from the racist asshole that said, you know, he needs to be on his knees. Let's stay focused. And frankly, as I said on Twitter, you, you feel it, Aggie? You want to say all of that stuff? You want to say all that stuff? You know what you should do? Put the fan and the player in a locked room one-on-one. Then the fan can say whatever you want to say. And whatever happens in that room after the 15 minutes, they can both walk their separate ways. If, if that was a, an option for the players to pick out the fans to do that, I guarantee you it'll be a whole lot less trash talking. Now, the second thing that I have to talk about, and this is frustrating to me on several levels, And it's about Antonio Brown. Now, I say this all the time, and I spoke a little bit about it with Russell Westbrook. Like, there's a way for you as media, specifically as media. Like, sometimes I expect fans to be idiots. No offense. Which means that I'm, you know, take offense if you are an idiot. But I expect media to be held to a higher standard. Like, there are ways that you can express that you disagree with what a player is doing, but not look like you're totally disgusted by it and show such hypocritical statements in nature of how you're speaking about a certain issue. Now, 
I say that because Antonio Brown maybe could have done this a different way. He could have. He could have done this a different way. He possibly could have, you know, just been quiet. Or maybe he just, you know, tells a brief part of an explanation of why he missed week 17. Possibly. But he decided to do it a different way. And part of that way was expressing how he felt about the situation. And frankly, even if you disagree with how he did it, a lot of the things that he said were very accurate. I mean, the man literally said that Ben Roethlisberger is like an owner and can't be touched and can say and do anything that he wants. And if you say anything about him, you know, nobody does anything. And literally a couple of days later, the GM comes out and says, Ben Roethlisberger can say and do whatever he wants because he's Ben Roethlisberger and he's the quarterback. I mean, so it's not like people were, even within the Steelers, were discrediting what he was saying or disputing it. And a lot of times they agree with it. I mean, he goes, he goes on with LeBron on the shop and he says, you know, they call me a distraction, but they, you know, they don't tell you the whole story. You know, they say you're a distraction when you become an individual. And here's the thing. Once again, you may disagree with him saying that and that maybe in that avenue, that venue, but we know that the NFL doesn't like a lot of expression from their, their, their players. They like him to be like the Army, toe on the line. Isn't that what Jay Jones said? They don't like individualism. They don't like when you speak up for yourself. That's why they got a terrible CBA right now. They didn't expect him to fall in line. So once again, it's not that he said anything that wasn't true. He goes on ESPN, does like an hour-long interview. You know, the part of the interview everybody's talking about is, you know, he says, hey, I got 30 mil in the bank. I don't need football. I can retire today. And some people like, you know, that's arrogant. But, I mean, if you, got, if you literally got $30 million in the bank and you invested properly, you can live off $30 million for a very long time. Says house is paid for. Cars are paid for. No one questions Antonio Brown's work ethic. ethic. Everybody knows you work hard. You can't question the numbers. The man's been dominant for six years. They said they were going to try to trade him to Buffalo. I'm not sure what happened. I mean, maybe, you know, Rappaport, Rap Sheet got ahead of himself. Maybe Antonio Brown said, you know, I'm not going. Maybe the Bills got cold feet, no pun intended. It didn't work out. Antonio Brown gets traded to the Oakland Raiders. He's happy about it. He got the new, it was a tweet, I forget by who it was. And they're like, Antonio Brown wants, you know, 18, $20 million a year. Good luck with that. And no, he got, got 18, $20 million. So I guess he didn't need luck. He's happy. The Steelers apparently are happy. Everybody seems to be happy. 
But Jesus Christ, man, you have all of these reporters all of a sudden. Well, Antonio Brown doesn't want to win. Eh, well, like the Steelers were in the playoffs last year. Antonio Brown just cares about the money. Here's the thing about money. Uh, money pays the bills. Money takes care of your family. There's nothing wrong with being about the money. That's why I never criticized Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony got every dollar that he could. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a job. As I said, and, and, and I don't want to hear where they're, you know, you can't compare millionaires to thousandaires. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You, you own a salary cap. Your company says we can spend this much in payroll. And let's say you outperform your job and you're up for a raise. But you go in the office and they say, you know something? The numbers say that you have outperformed your job. But we just don't have any money to give you that raise. Actually, we got to cut your pay a little bit. Uh, or we might have to let you go. But this other company over here says, hey, we can give you the raise. We can give you the money that you deserve per your talent. Are you going to be like, oh, I'm going to stay with the old company because I've just been there for a long time? You know, the people that, you know, when you pay your mortgage, they don't care where you get the money from. When you pay your car note, they don't care where you get the money from. But it's, report- it's reporters. I expect that from fans. It's, report, it's media people. The same people who have contracts themselves that are like this. I saw one media guy, he was like, and it was weird, he was like, you know, Antonio Brown whined and cried and blah, 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 and got what he wanted. What a great example for kids. Ben Roethlisberger raped a woman in the bathroom. <laughs> Read the police report. And that wasn't the only one. So if I got a choice between my kid being a little bit, you know, a hard worker and trying to make as much money as he possibly can by doing whatever he needs to do and, you know, sexually assault women, I think I'd rather be A.B. I don't know about you. If you had a choice and you went through Ben Roethlisberger's whole life and Antonio Brown's whole life, I don't know. I think I'd rather my kid be Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown doesn't have sexual assault payoffs on his record. Will Kane, the MAGA operative at ESPN, so first take and used an analogy where he compared Antonio Brown to a suicide bomber and said teams won't negotiate with terrorists like Antonio Brown. We talk about football, man. <laughs> we talk about football. A game where you throw a little ball around and run. Football. This is a game. This is a game. This, this, understand this. Baseball, basketball, hockey, the Olympics. Boxing, UFC, sports. The sports. You don't say, you don't call people suicide bombers. That's not an analogy that you make. And what was so bad about it was he made the analogy. Max Kellerman and Molly uh, Quinn are on the show and Molly's cringing. Max is shaking his head. 
Max is like, you know something? That's not cool. You know what he said? I don't care. I don't care. I don't have to be politically correct. And then triple, double down on it. These are the people that are influencing fan opinion. Suicide bomb. What if you're watching that show and you had a family member that passed away at 9 11? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think about these things. And I'm not saying that we all have to be super sensitive to everything. And as someone who uses a lot of analogies, I get it. But a suicide bomber? My, my God, come on. I know I've gotten on Will Kane before, but seriously, a suicide bomber? That's what we're doing right now. A guy that just wanted to be traded. I mean, that's not an unusual thing. What is I mean, what's is is uh, Anthony Davis gonna be the Unabomber now? Like my dude, come on, come on. I don't, I don't, I don't know when this is gonna change. And I just find it real. Look, I make fun of Stephen A. Smith as much as anybody else. Stephen A. Smith has kind of become a WWE character. I get it; it's funny. You know, he slips up with a name. He wears a white jacket on Sports Center, whatever. I, I partake in that, right? But it's, you know, it, it made me raise an eyebrow that yesterday there was about 20 stories about Stephen A. Smith and his white jacket, right? And I saw him all over the internet, all over. And today, it took me till 10 p.m. for someone to bring the Will Kane line to my attention. That's not right. That's not right at all. That's just, we're just in a bad place with media. A really, really bad place. All right, last thing I got to talk about, and I'm going to get out of here. I'm fired up. Kind of fired up. Normally, you know, I'm, I'm washed. Because normally by 10 o'clock, I'll be ready to lay down and go to sleep. But things have to be talked about. We got to make sure that people understand what's going on. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm the only one that's going to tell you the truth, but um, I'm maybe one of the few that can tell you and not worry about certain repercussions if you smell what the rock uh, is cooking. Uh, But the last thing I want to talk about was uh, the uh, social influencer, Snapchat queen, whatever. Yes, Jules. And I'm not going to get into the if she slept with uh, LeBron and D-Wade and the Pusha T line and all that stuff. You can read about that on the site, if you like. It's, it's one particular thing that I want to speak about, and I want to be really, really clear with this. So if you're a brother out there and you're listening, you know, I want you to really pay attention to this. I have no problem with discussions. Um, I have no problem with podcasts. I have no problem with interviews and stuff. I have no problem with you know, you're talking to white people, black people, Mexican people, Asian people. It doesn't matter. If they're in your industry and you want to speak with them about topics within the industry, if you want to speak with them about beefs that they have within the industry, I have no issue with that. And I say that to say I don't have any issue with, you know, having yes, jewels on whatever show you want to have, right? Okay? 
she's going to be, you know, your music, I guess. And you guys want to talk about concert promoting and social media influence, whatever. I have, I have a problem with that. Here's the thing that I really need you guys to pay attention to. And I'm talking to black men specifically. If you have someone on there, like Yes Jules, okay, and she's telling these stories about black people, okay, even if you happen to agree with what she's saying, don't act like a fool for her or for them. You look so stupid. And I believe the guy is, is with Murder Mook. It's a, it's a, a battle rapper that never crossed over into the mainstream. I mean, it was embarrassing. He's doing the fake laugh. He's jumping up and down. He's clapping. He's co-signing everything. He's acting like real stupid and corny. Like, even she was looking at him like, you're acting stupid and corny. Like, she said something that after all the, the shit had some controversy over a, a shirt, a nigger shirt that she asked if she could wear or whatever as a joke, but people didn't think it was funny. And she said some people were going to jump her at a concert. And this dude's like, well, what do you mean by jump? Like, I don't understand what you mean by, I don't know if he was trying to be funny, but it just came off and she was like, you know, jump. Everybody knows what, if somebody says I'm going to jump you at a concert, I mean, it's pretty obvious what it means. He just was, just acting weird. And I don't know if he had a crush on her or, Whatever, but he, he, the shucking and jiving was over the top, and he got his legs over the chair, and he's staring. It just was a strange interaction. It's like, why are you performing for this white woman in a hoodie? Like, you know, do you want to have sex with her? I mean, I mean, what is it? Well, like, what's the issue? Like, if you're gonna have a real conversation. Have and the the oddest thing was it was, so it was two black guys, white guy, and yes, Jules, right? The, the the one black guy just didn't say much of anything. I don't know if he's like, you know, son, this was a great idea. I'm just gonna not say anything, and hopefully nobody talks to me about it. The white guy was the only one that was like, you know, something, that eh, stuff's a little off. You know, maybe you shouldn't tell her she could say nigga because you're she's Irish or something or Puerto Rican. I don't know, and she looks white. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, the white guy's like, you know, eh, you know, I don't think you should be running off screen and, and laughing out of control when she didn't even say anything funny. She said, like, Joe Budden was a, a clown because, you, you know, because of some $400 sweatpants he tried to take back after wearing or something. And this guy just thought, it was like Eddie Murphy Raw, like Eddie Murphy Delirious. You thought she was one of the kings of comedy the way he was laughing. Like, that's just unbecoming. Not just of a black man, it's a man in general. Chill out, bro. Act like you've been around some women all your life. Just, it was just, just a, it was just not a good look. I don't know. Like I said, it felt like he was performing, but I don't know who for. And then he gets on Twitter and he gets upset and he's like, you know, this, this, and you guys work for the white man and quit all your jobs tomorrow. Like, it's just nonsensical. Like, bro, you were putting on a performance for a white woman who's talking bad about black people. There's a lot of people that think Joe Budden's a clown. Nobody's over here doing 
you know, uh, Vincent Price laughs to it. And if she got beef with Karen Civil or the, the other young lady, you know, that's, I get it. Like, you guys want to maybe have a conversation about that. But why are you co-signing everything? Why aren't you trying to be objective? That's the whole point of the show. It was, it was weird. Don't be like that, black man. Like I said, I have no problem. You talk to whoever you want to talk to. Have whatever show you want to have a show. But when it looks like you're performing a menstrual act, you know, for a white woman, that's, that's not a good look. That's not something that you want on your resume. Don't do that. Do better. And like I say, if you want to hear about Yash Jules and LeBron and Push T and D Wade and Dan Blizzard, <laughs> you know, you go on the site and do that. All right, so that's the end of that. You can follow me on Twitter at BSO, I'm sure. Oh, God, the, I'm sure the, the hot takes are going to be quite something tomorrow about this Russell Westbrook situation. Uh, follow me on Twitter at BSO. I'm going to be sleeping. That's the thing. The one thing about the, the being uh, on the West Coast, you know, I wake up at like 8. You know, most of the stuff's already off. Yeah, so I don't have to deal with all that. Um, Facebook is Black Sports Online. Uh, Instagram's BSOT, BSOTV, um, as well as the YouTube channel. Um, hopefully nothing else happens, and then, you know, we don't have anything to talk about. But alas, that's probably not going to be the case. I'm out.